0: Input
1: Output Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories about a hot new laptop and an insane-looking automobile.
0: I'm extremely excited to introduce the new Surface Laptop Go, our lightest, most affordable Surface Laptop. Starting at $549. We're so proud of this device. It has everything we love about Surface Laptop in a new, smaller design that provides an amazing experience for browsing, productivity, and collaboration.
1: The Surface Laptop Go is a fantastic surprise, according to InputMag.com Senior Reviews Editor Ray Wong. With a touchscreen, a great keyboard, and a real OS, Microsoft's $700 Laptop Go is the new college laptop. It's a way better value than an iPad Pro and Magic Keyboard combo that costs $1,350. Here's Ray reading an excerpt from his review.
2: I didn't mince words when I said the Surface Go was a terrible iPad and a bad laptop. The Laptop Go, however, is miles better and that's mainly due to its 10th gen Intel Core i5 CPU. I've been testing the $899 model with 8GB of RAM and 256GB of SSD storage, and performance is so much faster than the sluggish Surface Go. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Hello.
1: So you give the Surface Laptop Go a pretty great review in InputMag.com.
2: Yeah, I believe the headline was, It's a Fantastic Surprise.
1: (laughs) What was surprising about it?
2: Well, you know... Usually when companies make smaller versions of their flagship devices, there's a lot of corners that are cut, especially for laptops, the display is worse, keyboard is awful, trackpad is not as responsive, battery life isn't as good, and I really feel like Microsoft nailed it with the Surface Laptop Go. This really is a miniature version of their Surface Laptop. So they're currently I believe on Surface Laptop 3. So think of it as just like a smaller version of that. There's not a lot that I don't like about it. Yes, there are a few corners that Microsoft cut. There are some features that didn't make it into the smaller device, but I don't think those are big deal breakers. So first of all, a great laptop needs a great keyboard. This is full size, fantastic key travel, and just really nice to type on. So if you're a student or if you're a writer or you just type a lot on your keyboard, You're gonna love this keyboard on the Surface Laptop Go. Similarly, the trackpad is just top notch. It's plastic instead of glass like on the Surface Laptop 3, but it's smooth, it's responsive. It's one of the best trackpads on any Windows laptop, certainly as good as the laptops on the MacBooks. So, A plus for me and the display, you know, it's not the highest resolution screen, but I like that it is still a touchscreen. So, you know, definitely something that you can't get on a Mac or, you know, other laptops in this similar price range. The touchscreen itself is super responsive, full multi-touch support, and, you know, you're not using it all the time for things like tapping buttons or, you know, swiping and scrolling for reading articles. I think it's pretty convenient.
1: After reading your review, this seems like a good laptop for a student, someone on that sort of budget, right?
2: For sure. So I tested the $900 model that is with the 256 gigabytes of storage. It starts at $549, which comes with 64 gigabytes of storage and 4 gigabytes of RAM. I definitely do not recommend that model. That version and those specs are just really bad. It's really slow, slower storage, and just not enough RAM to do a lot of Windows 10 computing. So, my recommendation is if you're looking at this device, consider the $700 version. That comes with the same CPU as the one I tested, same 8 gigabytes of RAM, just half the amount of storage. So 128 instead of 250 gigabytes of storage. And I think that is kind of the sweet spot. And you're getting all the same features otherwise, including the keyboard, the trackpad, and also the touchscreen. And I forgot to mention one thing, the really awesome fingerprint sensor that's built into the power button.
1: Is there anything you'd like to see in the next iteration of these Surface Laptop goes? I would love to
2: see these specs for the entry level model get better because Microsoft keeps pushing out these devices at these lower prices and it's always just garbage specs like they're barely usable you know they're going to be so sluggish that you're going to just want to return the device so if you see four gigabytes of RAM on any laptop with 64 gigabytes of storage that's just not going to cut it stay away from that. The price is really attractive, I know, but like that's not going to cut it. So I hope the specs get better for the lower models. And that's really all I'm asking for.
1: You can follow Ray on Twitter at Ray Wongi. Now on to today's second story. Mercedes-Benz first showed off its AVTR Vision concept car at CES in January 2020. Inspired by the James Cameron blockbuster avatar, the vehicle featured some wild ideas about what the future of four-wheeled mobility might look like. We never thought we'd see more than a shell and some sketches, but Mercedes recently featured a working unit in a 13-minute YouTube video.
2: We wanted to create a vehicle that is not alien to its environment, that's almost a part of the ecosystem of the environment. And um, we actually didn't want to create a vehicle. It should be almost something like a living organism. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: News editor Craig Wilson wrote about
1: this amazing
0: vehicle for InputMag.com. Here he is reading an excerpt from his story. Vera Schmidt, director of advanced user experience design for the Daimler Group, says with the AVTR, the idea is to make it an extension of the owner rather than merely being an object beholden to human commands. There's no steering wheel, no display, no display. No buttons and no touchscreens. All interactions are controlled with gestures or via the central control unit, which, for extra biologically inspired strangeness, pulses like a heartbeat. And the interface's confirmations include full surface, rather than full screen, projections on the interior of the vehicle. Welcome back to the show, Craig. Great to be here, Mark. First of all, people should go check
1: out inputmag.com, check out this car. It's pretty cool looking, even if it is inspired by a movie like Avatar. Since people can't see it, tell me what it looks like.
0: Well, it's sort of a sleek, low-slung, close-to-the-ground sort of vehicle. It looks a bit like a supercar. There's not a sort of sharp edge anywhere in sight. There's an edge-to-edge LED strip of lights that runs from one side of the face to the other above a glowing mercedes-benz logo and then they're the wheels that look almost like flowers they're sort of instead of being like uh biscuit shaped or cookie shaped they're fatter and rounder and they're illuminated as well and then they're the doors so the doors are translucent it's unclear, they're probably made out of some sort of high end plastic, but it means that you can see right into the car. And the whole thing is sort of very biological feeling, I guess. It looks almost like it was grown rather than built, you know, with its sweeping curves and the, the way everything kind of slides visually from one piece into the other.
1: Yeah, I like that the chief design officer compared the wheels to animal paws.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in some of the diagrams that you can see in the story, they've also sort of compared them to an opening flower, you know, the way it goes from a sort of closed pod to the sort of petal structure. I mean, it really is otherworldly, which is kind of great and sort of what we expect from these concept cars. What's been unusual here is that Mercedes-Benz have gone and spent the time and money and effort to actually build one and then show us it's rolling around, which is unusual for a concept
1: yeah so what do you make of that do you think that they're actually going to bring any of these aspects of the
0: car to market so I've seen a lot of these sorts of concept cars over the years and been to a few launches where they've shown them off. And, you know, normally it's really a, a model that they roll on stage that they've spent a lot of money building the one of. It's pretty unusual or certainly more unusual to see these things actually rolling around. And there's a video that we've embedded in the story that shows this vehicle being driven around what looks like either a closed track or a runway somewhere, probably in Germany, I guess, knowing Mercedes-Benz. Can we drive?
2: Let's go go and drive let's take it out for a spin
0: and you haven't driven it before it's no. your first time as well Whoa. <laughs> let's move it slightly forward okay? okay we are rolling yeah but steering wheels are so last year I don't think we're going to see this particular model on the road. For a start, there are some pretty uh, uh, serious emissions that you need if you're going to make a production car and get it past regulators, including things like seatbelts and a a steering wheel. You know, as much as this is envisioned as a self-driving car, we're still a a way off from the actual regulatory sign-off that would be required for you to build a car and not put a... A steering wheel in it. So, you know, I don't think we'll see this particular model, but we may see some of the ideas translated into actual cars. And that's normally the best that we can get from concepts is a translation of some of the better ideas into future models. But I think it's also a compelling and exciting advertisement, which is really what concepts tend to be. These dream vehicles that luxury brands in particular spend a fortune on as a way to keep attention on them and for the sort of halo effect that comes with them. You know, the notion that we are innovative thinkers and this is the kind of future that we envision and most importantly, that we plan to be part of and that if you want to be part of that, you should consider our brand, you know, for your next vehicle purchase because you will get some of this sort of DNA, some touches of it will trickle down into the vehicles that we actually sell to the public.
1: So it's your move next,
0: Elon Musk, huh? Well, quiet. I mean, what I love about these two is that there's this competition to outdo one another. And so I look forward to seeing what other car makers are inspired to do on the back of this outing from Mercedes. You can follow
1: Craig on Twitter at Craig Wilson, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.